All right. For those of you right now, uh, podcast listeners, um, Facebook living and I'm Instagram living, but I had to start all over because I just realized that I wasn't recording for the podcast and now I'm recording for the podcast. So for those of you who are tuning in and you go, why is he repeating some of that stuff? That's what's happening. So I'm glad you tuned in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. And like I said, we're going to talk about inflammation in your body and inflammatory people. So not just inflammatory foods, one, but inflammatory people. And, and the reason why we want to bring this up is because inflammation in your body is linked to depression and uh, other mood disorders. So we want to know what flu what foods we're putting in our body that cause inflammation, what foods we can put in our body to reduce inflammation, and what chemicals cause inflammation. And then we want to talk about inflammatory people. And you know these people. These are people who are confrontational, they're argumentative, they're antagonistic, and they just inflame you. They stress you out. And uh, in some cases, they could paralyze you or uh, anger you. And we want to know how do we deal, how do we handle, how do we manage um, inflammatory people? Because it's all connected. Uh, we're also going to talk about my buddy who went to AA and lessons learned from that. And serotonin, the feel-good drug. We got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. I'm excited. Uh, before we go into all that, I will be at the Las Vegas Comedy Cellar tomorrow through Sunday. Tomorrow being um, October 31st, Halloween, to November uh, 4th. So come check your boy out, Leo Flowers, at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas at the Rio Hotel. And the Rio is dope because it's off the strip and the parking there is free. The parking is Imagine that you go to all the way to Vegas. So if you if you're driving from L.A. or anywhere else, uh, boom, you got a free place to park at the Rio. Uh, you don't have to valet park. You don't have to pay twenty dollars. So come check your boy out. All right. So let's get into this. Let's talk about inflammatory foods, inflammatory people and how do we um, handle both of those? All right, I'm looking around at, at my sheets. I'm excited about this because, like I said, inflammation is highly linked to depression uh, and poor sleep. And it's also a reason why it's, it's hard for people to recover from their workouts because a lot of times people will work out and they'll get inflamed. And then it takes them three, four, five, maybe even a week or two to recover. And that's just too long a recovery period because then everything you've just done is out the window. Um, so speaking of inflammation, so there are a number of ways that we can reduce uh, inflammation in our body. One, stop smoking. A lot of people smoke. Uh, I want to shout out to Toledo, Fort Wayne, and young Jaron over here on Instagram Live. Thanks for tuning in. Um, one, stop smoking. Uh, it, it, smoking causes, there's no reason for me. I don't, I don't think I need to go into why you should stop smoking. There's a million reasons why you should not smoke inflammation being one of those things. Uh, number two is, uh, avoid processed red meats. Processed red meats have so many chemicals in it that cause, uh, intestinal issues, which then causes inflammation in the body. 
And that's just no bueno. It makes and it takes extremely long for your body to process that. So while your body's putting all the resources into processing red meats, it's not uh, available to heal your body for your brain function, things like that. So when we talk about inflammation, we're not just talking about inflammation in your body, but also in your brain. And if your brain is inflamed, then if your brain is inflamed, you're not it's not functioning. You're not you're not getting the most out of it. Right. Um, So make sure instead of eating red meats, you're eating healthy fats. And that's going to come from uh, avocados. That's going to come from uh, chia seeds and flax seeds, a lot of your seeds. Uh, But most importantly, it's going to come from your fish. You want to make sure you're getting those omega-3s and that DHA. And that's going to help reduce the inflammation in your body, right? So get those good fats in. Um, Take ibuprofen if you have to. Every now and again, because, you know, I, I get a little inflammation from my workouts. Um, or just uh, personal training all day, and every every now and again, very very often, I have to pop in a leave or an ibuprofen. So don't be afraid of that. Just don't make it a habit. That's what we want to avoid, ladies and gentlemen. Making uh, you know popping the pill a habit, right? Um, the other way we can reduce inflammation is, or uh, the other thing that can cause inflammation or high heat cooking. So when we cook foods at a very high heat, like whether we're grilling or on top of the stove, it actually like activates certain chemicals in the food that then when we ingest those foods, um, uh, cause inflammation. So uh, let's take spinach, even something like spinach. A lot of us cook spinach. You're not supposed to cook the spinach all the way through. You're just supposed to heat it up just a little bit and then have it halfway cooked. So uh, basically, you, you should take your spinach medium rare. You understand what I'm saying? Um, the other way we want to reduce it is look at um, doing, make sure you get enough sleep. Now, a lot of reasons why people don't get quality sleep is that they are low on magnesium. Magnesium comes from dark leafy greens. So if you, you got to get your, 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 uh, your Swiss chard, your kale, your spinach, get those micronutrients in that come from vegetables, especially your dark leafy green vegetables, so that you get that magnesium so that you can get a good night's sleep. More than 50% of Americans are low on their magnesium levels. So get your magnesium in, all right, so that you can get some sleep. And you can buy, there's a thing called Calm. It's a powder. It tastes great. You know, uh, just take a, a, a spoonful of calm and you're good to go. Uh, also, there are these uh, exercises that are extension exercises. So basically, like it's, ex- it's there are exercises that you would do in yoga or in reformer Pilates. And the reason why extension type of and you could just Google extension exercises, they'd be like uh, examples are like the Superman exercise exercise. Uh, even the plank would uh, tie into there. And extension exercises just help open up your body. A lot of times inflammation is also caused by just sitting in one spot and not moving around. And so uh, and so there's a lack of blood circulating through your body, and that can cause inflammation. That's why if you've been uh, sitting on a couch too long, after a while you feel tired, you feel exhausted. And you haven't even done anything. You just miss, you know, laying in bed or sitting on a couch all day. 
And that's because your body hasn't extended itself. So make sure you get your planks in. I did my planks this morning. I did a one minute. I do a one minute plank every day, almost every day. I missed yesterday. But it's all about building up that core so that you can sit up straight and you're not slouching and cutting off that blood circulating. Right. Um, And then the other thing that uh, reduces inflammation. And I use this a lot. And a lot of people, if you're on painkillers, right, this is the way to uh, deal with the pain in a very healthy way. Meditation. When I sit down to meditate, I don't feel any, um, I don't, I don't feel any inflammation. I, I can feel my body letting go. Uh, I can feel the blood circulating. I can feel uh, the neurons getting stimulated. I can feel the dopamine and the serotonin being released. So, so and you don't have to meditate for long. It, it's it's not about you know sitting in a Buddhist temple for hours. You can just sit there for. Excuse me. I just ate a banana and it, and I was just I'm just all burpy right now. I wasn't anticipating that. The uh, but if you just sit and meditate for five minutes or even if just two minutes start off with two work your way up three minutes five minutes ten minutes it does a lot in reducing inflammation and joint pain okay um and so the last thing if you are feeling inflamed whether it's your neck a lot of people you know they have neck issues their neck is tight driving a lot sitting at the laptop all day um apply heat if you feel stiff and if you feel sore from like a workout, you apply cold. So it's it's important. That we, a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, I'll just put hot and cold or you know, cold and hot. It's good to know what you want to use the, the heat for and what you want to use the cold for, right? So you use heat for stiffness and for aches, like if your body's aching. And then you use the cold for soreness, which is in your muscles, or for swelling. So like... Um, like if you hit your knee, you bruise your knee and then your knee swells up. That's when you put an ice pack on there. You wouldn't put heat on a, a swollen knee. All right. Now let's now we just went over the food, the things that can cause inflammation. Right. And some of the, the treatments for it. Then let's go into the foods that are anti-inflammatory. So these are the foods that can help release or reduce inflammation in your body. One are dark leafy greens. Right. Your kale, your 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 uh, spinach, your arugula, your parsley, dark leafy greens, Swiss chard, rainbow chard. Number two are blueberries. Blueberries are very good at reducing inflammation. I had that in my smoothie this morning. Pineapples, man, pineapples. If you have pineapples with like celery and you blend that to it, it man, it not only is it good, it reduces inflammation it reduces joint pain and helps you recover quickly salmon salmon has a lot of omega-3s and dha and stuff that's great for your brain it actually is great for brain functioning to get those omega-3s from your salmon and also from number five uh chia and flax seeds right uh so get get you some chias get you some flax chia get you some chia seeds get you some flax seeds Boom, boom, boom. And then number six, uh, turmeric. Turmeric. Uh, oh, curry, too. Man, curry, I, I'm, I'm just getting hip 
to how good curry is for reducing inflammation for your body. All right. But turmeric or turmeric. I keep saying turmeric to it's turmeric. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I didn't go to a private school for that long. I didn't go long enough to pronounce it uh, turmeric. I went just long enough to know what it is. Um, anyway, so those are the six things that you can eat to help reduce inflammation in your body, which uh, is a good antidote to taking painkillers, right? So you get those foods in, you meditate, get a good night's sleep, cut the computer off, cut the laptop off, get to bed. Don't be out here playing around, boys and girls. This is real life we're talking about, okay? Um, and now let's get into the excitotoxins, right? I know you guys are like, what? Excitotoxins? What are excitotoxins? Um, excitotoxins. I'm sorry. See, I see. I'm mispronouncing everything this morning excitotoxins. So excitotoxins, and there are five of them. These are chemicals that are in most of the foods that we eat. The processed foods is in most of the processed foods. And it it leads to brain cell death, infertility, uh, poor sexual development, uh, violent behaviors, and hormonal disorders. So we need to know what these excitotoxins are that are in most of the foods and processed foods and foods that you get from a restaurant and foods that you think are, are USDA approved um, and, and organic and, and, and healthy for you. We need to know what these uh, excitotoxins are. And so here are, the, here are the five of them. And of course there are more, but these are the main, we're going to go through the main culprits so that if your stomach feels a little weird or you feel a little off or you feel a little aggressive, you'll know why. See, and, and this is important to understand how the the impact that food has on your behavior, has on your mood, has on your development. Right. And 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 and, and how it impacts how you show up to the world and how present you can be for your family. And 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 the kind of decisions that you can make, right? Based on that, here are the five excitotoxins. Uh, the number one culprit is MSG. Now we've heard about MSG, yeah. And, and MSG, I'm not talking about that band uh, from back in the days. MSG, um, and it, it'll just say MSG, right? Label. That's how gangster it is. It doesn't even tell you. It doesn't. Even, it's never spelled out what MSG is, it just says, yo, MSG, and then you go, MSG, I'm so terrified, MSG, and why are we terrified of MSG, why is it, why is it dangerous, why is this really, why is MSG the terrorist, right, Um, it's because it's a, it's a, now, it's so sneaky, it's not even, it's not even labeled as MSG on a lot of things, on a lot of things, It'll be it'll be labeled as natural flavors or um, uh, glutamate or carrageenine or plant protein or uh, natural or nutritional yeast. Uh, And so it, it, it comes in under these other names. And that's what a lot of these chemicals do is that once the public finds out that um, that there's a that, you know, 
there's a that the, a certain ingredient is toxic and is not good for you and and doesn't help you develop and grow then they just change the name that's all they do that's what they did in a big short all they did in a big short was uh once they got once those companies got caught with the 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 way that they were funneling money and channeling money and 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 whatever shady dealings they were doing they just changed the names of, of the systems that they had in place but they they kept the systems in place they just changed the names so then now it, it, the whole thing is going to start all over and we're going to have another uh housing uh bubble bust right or crash it's it's going to be uh we're going to go into another recession because all they did was change the names. And so they're doing the same thing with this MSG, right? This MSG, like I said, is called, uh, it, so, and like if you look at the ingredients on the back of a lot of products, there'll be a part where just in the ingredients, it'll say other flavors or other ingredients or natural flavors. That's MSG, right? And that thing causes cell, it causes brain cell death, infertility, problems with your sexual development. Why is that in my food? It, it's not food. Why, why can't we take that out the food? Why is that put into the food? I don't understand. So it's important to know that MSG uh, has been renamed as natural flavors, carrageenan and plant protein, nutritional yeast, all these aliases. That's crazy, right? Only, only things that have alias, aliases are, um, are criminals. And that's exactly what these foods are. They're criminals. All right, so we got to get them out of there. The number two excitotoxin is aspartate. Now, aspartate is usually called aspartame, which is typically found in our diet sodas, right? Um, and you're like, well, why, why, Leo, what do I need to know about aspartame? Because it causes sleep disorders. That's right, sleep disorders and headaches. So those those mornings when you wake up with a headache or you go to bed with a headache and you're like, yo, what's going on back there? That's that's aspartame right there or aspartate. See, it, it's different names. And you and, and you as a consumer don't know you ain't got time. You don't have time to look this stuff up. That's what Leo Flowers is here to do. Yeah, I'm here to look this stuff up so that you know and that you can be informed because you, you, you work in two jobs. You got kids to take care of. You got to go to school. You got to clean up the house. You got to make dinner. You got to run a business. You got to start a company. You doing a million things. So Leo Flowers is giving it to you here all in one hour. What you need to know, what you need to do to um, uh, protect yourself and, and be aware of why you might be feeling a little off one day versus the other. OK, uh, number two, domoic acid, D-O-M-O-I-C acid. And that's usually found in shellfish and farm-raised seafood. Now, if you get seafood and look on the look on the front of it, or if you go to the butcher, make sure it's not farm-raised. There's no seafood that is raised on a farm. Like uh, chickens are raised on a farm, uh, goats can be raised on a farm, uh, but not fish. Fish are in the sea. They're in the lake, not a farm. So if you see farm-raised fish, seafood, you stay, you stay, you stay away. You go, you put up, you put up the, uh, the. You look at it, treat it like it's a, uh, like it's a demon, and you you put up the cross fingers, like stay away. 
um, from a farm raised seafood, right? Um, and and shellfish, you know, shellfish is like uh, shrimp, uh, oysters, you know, all these, and that's why like. When you go to like an Applebee's or a TGI Fridays or any of those places where they're like, oh, you can eat shrimp for $5.99. That's why, because it's got that demoic acid in there, which is pretty close to demonic acid. You understand what I'm saying? Demoic, demonic, pretty close, ladies and gentlemen. So stay away. Um, the number fourth excitotoxin, the thing that we have to be uh we have to look out for not nah, we don't worry about nothing but we want to be aware aware is a stronger word right than uh be afraid of um is l boa so l the letter l and then b o a a look out for l boa and this and and this hurts my heart that l boa is doing this to me it's a plant protein right and it leads to paralysis a plant protein, a plant, I thought plants were our friends, I thought they were my homies, I thought me and plants went way back, but no, no, they don't, plants out there trying to paralyze me, yo, plant proteins are dangerous, um, but specifically Elboa, like that excitotoxin Elboa, dangerous, and, and so it's an extract, and I forget why they put it, but like when you buy a plant protein powder, you'll find that in a lot of plant, plant, plant protein powders. So look out for Elboa. It leads to paralysis. If it's on the ingredient list, get it out of there. Uh, check for that on your plant-based foods uh, if, they're, if they've been processed. The last one, casein. And we know casein comes from milk. And you usually find casein in uh, protein uh, protein powders. And casein is no bueno. That causes inflammation. It's an excitotoxin. And so when we talk about excitotoxins, basically these are non-essential amino uh, acids that stimulate savory taste buds, making food seem more flavorful than they are. So what an excitotoxin in and why I brought up all five of these right there. And I f I'm sorry, I didn't even define it. I forgot to define it for you. Is that like when you're eating cookies. All right. All right. I see you, Lilo. Just checking in. Um, like when you're eating cookies, right? And you go, why can't I stop eating these cookies? Why can't I stop eating these chips? Because they all the processed foods, no matter how healthy they are, they all have excitotoxins in them and they are chemicals that make you keep wanting to eat they stimulate your taste buds so that you keep you keep craving it and you can't fight it it's a chemical it's like taking a drug it's like when you smoke weed you can't help but feel paranoid you can't fight the paranoia so same thing with excitotoxins you can't help but uh feel hungry and unsatisfied and unsatiated and disappointed uh, when you get to the end of it. There's nothing more disappointing than when you've eaten 100 cookies and then you get to the, the and then you reach for uh, 101 and 101 is not there. It's a very disappointing feeling because you're like, I can't believe I ate all these cookies and I'm still not satisfied. Something must be wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with you. It's those goddamn excitotoxins in your food, 
right? So we have to be aware that our willpower is not strong enough to fight off these excitotoxins day in and day out, right? So we have to be aware of that. So now that we've talked about uh, inflammatory foods and we've talked about anti-inflammatory foods and we've talked about, I, I know they taste good, don't they? They taste so good, but that's those excitotoxins that make them taste good. It's the chemicals they put in there that tells you this tastes so good. Have one more. But here's the truth. And and I, I learned this uh, from uh, some addiction um, um, uh, workshops is that one cookie is too many. A hundred cookies is not enough. And that's how they get you. One is too many because after you have one, you want the second, third, fourth. But a, even after you have a hundred, you're still like, I'm not full. That's why, you know, if you have McDonald's, you're hungry immediately like 20 minutes later, right? It's almost like you didn't eat anything. You could get the Big Mac, the fries, the drink. You could eat all that. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, uh, I need another meal. Whereas like when you get that real good home cooking, like when mom, when mom, when mom throws down in the kitchen or you got that uncle that knows how to throw down on the grill, you're not starving after you eat that. You're not craving it. You're ready to go to sleep. You're ready. You'd be, you be ready to lay it down for a minute. But when you have these processed foods with the, and look, I'm not saying that Leo Flowers doesn't have uh, any of these processed foods. I'm not perfect. I had some Twinkies the other day, and I posted that on Instagram, and uh, it just triggered. It just, I saw some Halloween Twinkies. They were Halloween uh, uh, flavored Twinkies. I hadn't had Twinkies in like 15 years, but it was something about the marketing of Halloween Twinkies. I was like, I got to get in on these. And so I had I had 10 Twink. I had, well, I broke it down. I had four, and then I had six the next day. And those goddamn excitotoxins, they got me. And uh, and so then I have to go through a little cleanse to get that get that out the system. So I'm by no means uh, a robot here uh, and I'm not immune to the uh, marketing effects of these companies. You know, every now and again, I'm like, is that a McDonald's? And then I pull into McDonald's and then the next day I'm like, <laughs> and, 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 and me and my buddy were talking like the funny thing is, is. When you when you eat like, you know, snacky foods like popcorn and cookies and things like that, you actually start thinking about what foods pair up with the TV show you're going to watch. You're like, wait a minute, I can't eat these with that show. I can't eat this with Ozark. I can't I can't eat this and watch Game of Thrones. So it's funny how like there's certain foods that um, go better. It's like wine, right? Like you can't it's like pairing wine with cheese and meat. You got to pair your 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 chips with your TV shows, you can't be eating um, Twinkies and watching like Sex in the City. Uh, it's just a random thing. Or even uh, Game of Thrones is kind of weird. I don't know what you would eat for Game of Thrones. Like like chicken wings. Like chicken wings are perfect Game of Thrones uh, food, like finger foods, right? Because I think it's what they're eating in a TV show, then that's what you can eat in real life. You understand? My boy Chef Colin just checked in. If you guys need a chef, Check my boy out, Skinny Pop and Dexter. Skinny Pop, you're right, Skinny Pop and Dexter. That, exactly. See, you get what I'm saying. Skinny Pop and Dexter, that's a perfect combination. Any, and, and that works because any like uh, thriller 
type of show, like the 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 new Netflix show, The House on Haunting Hill. That is um, that is great for popcorn. And any uh, uh, Ozark, I don't know if popcorn is good for Ozark. I don't know what you would eat. I feel like Ozark, you you have uh, 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 like a vegetable plate, like you would have hummus. I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you guys agree with me on that? Like, what do you eat? Like, if for those of you guys who are watching uh, Ozark, what do you eat with Ozark? Uh, I, I feel like it, there's something about a vegetable platter that that sounds right for Ozark. And now, uh, the new season of House of Cards is about to be released on Netflix, and I just I can't eat during that show. Something about House of Cards, just uh, LOL Sabra and pepper strips. What's Sabra? I have no idea what Sabra is. Lilo just hit me with the Sabra and pepper chips. Is that uh, pepper strips? Is that like a beef jerky? Oh, beef jerky. Mm, oh, hummus. Got you. Oh, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Um, anyway, so the last part of this is I want to talk about uh, inflammatory people, right? Because we talked about inflammatory foods and we've talked about excitotoxins. There are also inflammatory people that we've had to deal with. And sometimes we don't know how to deal with them. And when I say inflammatory people, we all know these people who um, we feel a little guarded around or they stress us out or there's this like uh, push and pull type of vibe that uh, you get from them. They bring you in and they push you away. They're hot and cold, hot and cold, that kind of thing. And and these people are, are they're antagonistic. They like to they start arguments just for the sake of starting an argument. So these inflammatory people, and how do you deal with inflammatory people? Because if that gets your stress levels up, that's not that's no bueno. That's not good. It's not good for your brain health. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your relationships, um, and it's not good for you know you as a person. So here are a few ways that we deal with uh, brain health. One is you know. Keep safe. Leave if you have to. If somebody is saying or doing something that uh, doesn't vibe with you, get out of there. You don't have to stay. You have the right to leave. And I don't care if it's your boss. I don't care if it's your uh, a parent. I don't care who. if it's on a phone um, and you're like, well, I don't want to be rude and hang up on them. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. Uh, unfriend them. You, you have these people on social media who uh, you, you like they leave comments and and they don't even really mean what they say. They just trying to stir up trouble, you know. They just they just looking to uh, to, to 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 kick some dust up, and uh, and those people you just have to mute, you know. I have no problem with people who, um, <laughs> she's like, wow, your your pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it 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 it's hilarious to me to uh over pronunciate i, I really I, <laughs> I do it because in my head it makes me laugh it's ridiculous um because when i'm talking otherwise i don't usually over pronunciate but it, it makes me uh it makes me laugh inside to do it um so leave if you have to get out of there don't hang around for people who want to inflame you you unfollow you mute you uh, disconnect you don't have to tell them why you just you just slowly back away 
and you let them deal with whatever they're going through, right? Uh, the second way to deal with inflammatory people is talk to your friends about it. Talk to someone else uh, about how to deal with them, about what the situation was, about how you felt. Don't, just don't make it about them and what they did and what they said. Talk about how you felt, how you handled it. And um, because at the end of the day, they're not going to be the only inflammatory person in your life. There's You're going to encounter uh, a number of inflammatory people, whether it's uh, in a road rage situation or job or in passing or um, at an event or at work. You probably, you, I'm surely everybody's had like a boss that just, you know, got up under your skin or a coworker or a family member. You have the holidays coming up. The holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are right around the corner. So you, you're definitely going to be dealing with some inflammation at that at that uh, uh, juncture, 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 tincture, juncture. That's the word uh, at that point. So uh, consult your friends, talk to them, uh, get some get some feedback, or talk to a therapist. Call somebody, talk to somebody about uh, how to handle that. And uh, the other way to handle inflammatory people, stay cool. Don't react. That's what they want. They want you to react. They want you to get caught up in their uh, drama. They want you all up in there. They want you wrapped up in, in their remote. They want to get you emotionally charged, right? But you stay cool. You take a breath. And you count to seven. And you, you, you zoom out. They're trying to get you to zoom in. They're trying to get you to just focus in on what they're saying and how they're feeling. And you need to take that time to zoom out. And and here's a practice that I have when I really want to relax in terms of zooming out is I think about the space I'm sharing with that person or a situation. And then I think about the city that we're in, right? And I think about the country and I think about the world and then I think about the perspective from the moon and the universe. And as you slowly start to zoom out like that, um, it, 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 it allows you to uh, depersonalize whatever is being said in the situation and to look at it objectively as opposed to uh, subjectively and responding or reacting from a place uh, uh, emotionally. Right. So we want to respond, not react. But in order for us to respond, we have to take that breath. We have to take that uh, momento, not momentum, that momento. I'm trying to throw some Spanish at you. And uh, and so so we can be objective. All right. And then going and then number uh, number four, the next thing is depersonalize, because sometimes you can get in a situation and you feel attacked, but you're not really uh, you're not really being attacked. It's just that that person is not about you. A lot of times when somebody says something and they're upset and angry, you, and even if they say, well, you did this and you did that, it ain't about you. It's, a, it's about them and what they're going through. And sometimes we don't know how to respond and we take it personally. We get defensive like, but I, blah, 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 blah. No, no, it ain't about you. So there's no reason for you to go into, but I did this or but I, you know, said that or whatever. Uh, a better response when you're feeling attacked is, you know what? is empathy. Instead of getting defensive, empathize. Say, I understand why you'd feel that way. Right? Um, and and uh, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry that you feel that way. 
or, you know, I understand why you feel that way. What else are you feeling? It's to, to be understanding because even though their, uh, their uh, point of view or their emotions may not fit yours and may seem disproportionate to the situation at hand, it's still, uh, it's, it's still valid in their eyes. And we want to honor that. That's all we want as people, right? Is to be validated. We just want to feel like we're being heard. We want to feel validated. And so one of the ways is to say, hey, I understand why you feel that way from your perspective. Now, just just because you say you understand does not mean that you agree, right? It's just saying, you know what? From your perspective, me putting myself in your shoes, I get it. I get why you feel that way. And, uh, and then tell me more. Tell me more about what you're feeling. And as you do that, you'll start to see them naturally calm down, and they'll go from being inflamed to uh, anti-inflammatory, right? Um, also, know your rights. You have the right to express yourself when you're dealing with uh, inflammatory people. You also have the right to leave, and you have the right to say no. You know, the, the Me Too movement is, you know, it's a huge movement right now. And a lot of people is and it, but it's beyond the Me Too because I realize a lot of people, men and women, adults and children, employees, employers, bosses, CEOs, owners, managers, uh, everyone, everyone, no matter what race, gender, age, we all have are struggling with saying no saying no to someone is not something that's ingrained in us we're we're as a society we're we're ingrained to be polite to be uh giving to say yes to be accommodating uh and yes women more so than men however it's still like i mean it's hard for me to tell my my mom no like to something you know i always want to i'm like I'll, i'll find a way i'll make it happen um, even at, at work, I'll find a way I'll make it happen. Um, and just to tell someone no. And I got to tell you, I just started telling people no. It feels great. It feels amazing because I've heard other people say no w- without not. And, and not like a hard no, not like a uh, I'm sorry that this doesn't work for me or uh, I, I wish I could. But I got this thing. They're just like, no. And. When you get used to telling people no, it feels very like all of a sudden like you're sitting up straight, your shoulders peel back and you feel strong. You're like, oh, man, like and that's it. And you don't need to be like, no. And here's why. It's just no is an answer. It's a complete answer. And if they want to know why, then they'll they'll ask you why. And at that point, I say, but I just don't offer up why I just say no, unless, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I, you know, some situations, of course, you you may feel the need to offer up why, but no is a complete answer. I would practice saying no in the mirror so that it eliminates the back and forth and all the arguing. When you try to tiptoe around what you really want to say, you're actually making the situation worse. It's like slowly peeling a Band-Aid off a third-degree burn, right? First of all, if you have a Band-Aid on third-degree burn, uh, somebody that's just bad treatment. You went to a, a county hospital instead of a Cedar Sinai over there. I don't know if your, if your insurance ran out or what happened. They'll be putting band aids on third degree burns. Um, you get a wrap. Get a wrap. 
uh, what else did I want to say? Um, also, give people consequences. When you deal with inflammatory people and they and they turn up on your social media or uh, you know at a public event, consequences. Don't be afraid. There's a video right now with um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, and it's called The Red Table Talk. It's, it's Jada Pinkett's uh, TV show. And she talks about how uh, when they first one of their uh, when they first started dating, they're at uh, a game night. They're playing like taboo or something like that, and there's about twenty people at this game night, and everybody's you know talking, joking around. At some point, Jada Pinkett said to Will Smith, "Shut the f up." <laughs> And you could just Will was like you just heard the heard the like the music DJ stopped playing and everybody looked like what, and so Will Smith took a, a newspaper and I don't know where he got the newspaper from if it was just there, he rolled it up and he just boop bopped her on the head, all right. Now you can say that's abuse and and no man should ever hit a woman, but. I, I think uh, a bopping on the head with a uh, piece of rolled up newspaper is acceptable. Now, why am I bringing that story up? He then said, we need to go talk in the other room. And he said, listen, I love you. But we cannot be, we will not make it in a relationship if that's going to be the dialogue that we have. Because it's going to get out of hand really quickly. And so if you can't keep that inflammatory type of uh, remark out of your vocabulary, out of, out of our dialogue, then uh, we're going to end it right here. This is it. Like you could leave. And he's willing to throw away his relationship with Jada Pinkett over that one instance and there and we've all been in situations where people have said things where we just let it slide and go like whatever but you can't you have to you have to constantly you have to roll up the newspaper and go boop and be like look i want to work with you i want to I, I, I want our relationship to build i want it to grow and when i'm just talking about romantic relationships this is could be a working relationship this could be with your boss your employers your co-workers your family anybody and saying, I want to talk to you. I want to hang out with you. However, if if this is going to be the way that you that you choose to communicate with me, I'm gonna. Have to, we can't do this. This is this is not something that is going to grow uh, and thrive. It's gonna be. It's gonna turn real ugly real soon. Because I'm not gonna back down, and I'm just gonna turn it up. And and I don't want to be that person. I already see where it can go. Um, and I'm not having that. So when we talk about consequences, we're not necessarily talking about time out or, uh, jail or, you know, removing of something. It could be very well the, the, and I did use the word threat, but the threat of, look, if the consequence of you saying what you said, said, or doing what you did is that, um, I'm going to have to terminate our relationship. Like I can't, I can't be a part of that. And if the person really cares about you, right? 
then uh, they will do what they have to do to uh, to to grow and foster and nurture the relationship. And so that and, and realize like that's on them. It's, it's not up to you to help them figure it out. It's up to them to help them figure it out, because if they really care about the relationship, they'll put that work in to do what they need to do to stay in the relationship. Like when you apply for a job. The, the, the boss tells you what the uh, the demands are, what what your requirements are, what's expected of you. And and then you as you're listening to this. Right. You decide because you're being employed by this person. If those are requirements and demands and expectations that you want to live up to and that you can live up to. Right. You, you are making that decision. So in a relationship, you may you have to make sure that you are taking the time out to set expectations and to clarify what those expectations are, because, you know, they're going to change and evolve over time. And if you don't nip those things in the bud early, early, you're going to be in trouble. And it's, it's going to it, you know, you've seen those couples they just got together and you can already see early signs of trouble in paradise and you're like oh you guys aren't going to make it the distance you'll you know but some people do for whatever reason and some people just stay married because because they are married and but really they got a divorce 30 years ago there's a lot of couples like that and but you don't want to be that couple you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that you're really not in a relationship with right so you have to you have to have those honest and open conversations about what your boundaries are, what your expectations are, and and uh, and what you want, so that you two together can thrive and grow, right? Muy importante. All right. So, other thing I want to cover real quickly is uh, uh, your credit. Clear up your credit. Nothing is more important than. Find out what your credit score is. You can get it done for free at freecreditreport.com. This is not an ad. This is about financial health. A lot of people take their lives or sabotage their lives because they're financially unhealthy. And it's not about getting, you don't have to be rich in this country. But you do have to have credit. Because what credit is, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a display of trust. That's what a good credit score is. It, the the companies see that they can trust you with with a loan, with a hundred thousand dollars, with a million dollars, with twenty million dollars. These banks will lend you whatever amount you need, right, to fund your business, to your uh, your get your ideas off the ground, to buy a house, to buy a car, to take a trip, if you if you've shown that they can trust you you have children and if you have children you don't let the kids uh stay out late if they haven't shown that you can trust them out late there there are little things where you go okay your curfew is at seven be back at seven if they come in at seven right and you go okay now uh you know then you extend it all right be back at eight they come back at eight on time and then slowly you're you're built they're building up to like midnight and then one o'clock and then it's just you know just call me let me know where you are um or you know or you know yeah you can stay the weekend so 
It's about establishing trust with the companies, trust with the banks so that they can then then you can ask for 10 times more than what you have. So get your because and I bring this up because more than 50 percent of Americans don't have more than five hundred dollars in their uh, checking account or in, in their savings account. Right. And that's not we both know it's not a lot. And and that means if you lose your job today, then you're you're out on the streets a month from now, a month away. Most people are like one or two paychecks away from being on the streets. So clear up your credit score. And that might mean that might mean getting another job and uh, living in a cheaper place and canceling your Netflix and, you know, not going to the movies and, and really scraping and saving and doing whatever you have to do to pay off your debt so that you can uh, you can then really start to thrive. But as long as you have debt and, and I understand like a lot of people have uh, medical issues and things like that, you know, and in those cases, there's a lot of um, financial forgiveness programs that hospitals have. Call them. Let them know what your financial situation is. A lot of times you can get your bills resolved for a uh, hundred dollars uh, or for free. Uh, I just went to the ER um, room uh, maybe a couple, maybe about a month ago. And they were like, well, Mr. Flowers, if you make this amount of money, then all your bills are 100 percent covered, 100 percent covered based on my income. So if you have financial, uh, if you owe a lot of debt, find a way to pay your debt off. Don't be worried about out here making money. Put your nose down, humble yourself, get on a grind and clear your debt up and then start to think about how you're building wealth. But it's, it's a tough, it's a long road if your credit is not where it's supposed to be and uh, and stay healthy and take care of yourself. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to give the dates again. I'll be at um, the Las Vegas Comedy Cellar at the Rio Hotel tomorrow, October 31st through November 4th. And then um, I'll be in New York at the New York Comedy Cellar November 7th. Thank you guys for tuning in to Before You Kill Yourself. Peace.